Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes had their annual end of season uh, press conference. Unfortunately, it was a pretty sad one, just like it was last year. We'll talk about some of Friedman's comments uh, about an organizational failure. We'll talk about the idea of failure and uh, if there are things other than mental problems that cause failure. And Aaron Nola pitched a gem for the Phillies, and we will talk about the fact that he is going to be a free agent in a couple weeks and if he might be on the Dodgers radar. That's what's on tap. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Semperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. They make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And uh, today, uh, well, today as I'm recording this, yesterday as you're listening to it, Tuesday, um, the, the Dodgers had their postseason press conference, Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes, the, uh, Friedman, I don't even know what Friedman's title is. He's, he's the boss and Brandon Gomes is the general manager directly under Friedman. They talked with the media about, uh, the Dodgers early exit from the postseason, And there was a lot of repeated themes, uh, uh just like last year and, you know, understandable that the, the the circumstances of the Dodgers exit from the postseason are pretty similar. Uh, lost a pretty ugly series. The offense didn't show up and it was to an NL West uh, division rival who then went on to get beat by the Phillies in the NLCS. Uh, that that part hasn't happened for sure yet, but the Phillies are up two games to none and uh, definitely the, the D-backs look outclassed. So, uh, and Friedman, he said uh, when things go as poorly as they did for the Dodgers and the NLDS, it's fair to call it an organizational failure. Um, he did say there won't be any, they don't anticipate any changes on the coaching staff. And uh, we'll talk more about that in the second uh, segment, some of the reactions that people had to that uh, and, and all that. But uh, the, the, the idea of an organizational failure, which, you know, it's one of those phrases that, Honestly, I don't know that it means anything because, yeah, the organization failed. Uh, the Dodgers didn't win the series. And you you can't blame one person. Uh, there was no single person who cost them. It was several people in the organization. And organizational failure means, you know, not just on the field. It, it means that the coaching staff and or the front office bear some of the brunt of that loss. And, and that's fair. Um, the, I, I do think there's some element of Andrew Friedman said this because 
uh, it's what's expected to be said. I, and, and honestly, you, you can watch this press conference and if you really doubt, like there are people who believe and some, maybe some people listening to my voice right now who believe that Andrew Friedman doesn't care if the Dodgers win the world series, that he wants to like, I, I don't totally understand exactly what they believe. Um, but it seems like, and it seems like there's people who believe that Andrew Friedman's goal is to put together a team that's good enough to win the division, but not good enough to win the world series. Uh, and Friedman, you could tell he wants to win the world series. He, he sees this as a personal failure and you know, that's something that I, I guarantee the players, the coaches and the front office all want this world series title, even more than we, the fans do. Uh, it's, it's something that it's easy to emotionally rant that, uh, they're just in it to make money. They don't care. They just, you know, as long as they can raise ticket prices, they don't care. And, and maybe that's true for ownership. I, I, I doubt that too. I think everybody involved in the Dodgers organization wants to win the world series. And as I talked about yesterday, it's not as easy as wanting it. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in the, in the second segment too. Uh, you gotta, you gotta do things. And some of that involves getting lucky or getting hot at the right time. You know, don't, nobody would say if Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman had, had had a great NLDS, nobody would have said it was luck. It would have been two great players playing great, uh, but they didn't. And, you know, because slumps happen and, you know, but when, when Freeman calls it an organizational failure, we'll take him at his word for it. And he said that they uh, are going to, they need to figure out what to do differently. And so, you know, we talked yesterday about the idea of being built for October and and what you can do. I do think the Dodgers will focus on starting pitching, um, both free agent trade and uh, does he do both for three things? Anyway, all three, a free agency trade and within the organization. Um, they, they talked about Clayton Kershaw a little bit. Don't know if he's coming back or not. If he wants to be back, he will be back with the Dodgers. And, uh, and that's good. Um, but his role won't necessarily be the same. But when Kershaw was healthy this year, he was very, very good. His stuff wasn't what it used to be, but he was very good. And so, you know, if Kershaw wants to come back, he'll be back. Bobby Miller obviously is lined up to be an ace uh, at some point. Don't expect him to be the ace in 2024. Walker Bueller will be back. He'll probably be have some limitations because of, you know, the, the Tommy John surgery. Um, and, and beyond that, you know, you've got, Emmett Sheehan and Ryan Pepio. Like the Dodgers could go with that rotation of Bueller, Miller, Kershaw, Sheehan, and Pepio. Uh, and they'd be they'd be good. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be satisfied being good. You also have Kyle Hurt. You've got uh a couple other guys who have to go onto the 40-man roster this winter. Uh Nick Frosso and Landon Knack both have to make it onto the uh to the 40 man roster or else they will be up for uh for the rule five draft. Sorry, I forget my words sometimes. Um so so those guys will be on the 40 man roster, which means they will be in play to pitch in the big leagues. Uh a, a lot of different guys and even other guys who have already been eligible for the rule five draft, you know, that maybe they'll protect, you know, uh just looking at the guys who are already eligible and haven't been taken yet, John Rooney, Mark Washington. Um, you know, a couple guys like that who potentially could come into play. Um, but but really we're looking at these these big basically that 
vaunted double A rotation. They could all see time. Uh, obviously, Nick Nestrini got traded, but the rest of them could see time with the Dodgers next year. But I also think they're going to go after, you know, there's uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto from Japan. I think the Dodgers are going to be big on in on him. Uh, but, you know, he, he'll have choices. He'll have options. A lot of teams are going to want him. Uh, I, uh, they'll be in on Shohei Otani, but Otani won't be a pitcher in 2024. Um, and then, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit in the third segment today about Aaron Nola and the possibility of him, you know, on the trade market, you never know what the Brewers are going to do. Will they make Corbin Burns available? Uh, you know, there, there could be pitching available on the trade market and the Dodgers have a lot of minor league depth to, to pull off some trades if they want to. So, uh, uh, Friedman also mentioned though, the offense. I, the fact is the Dodgers scored six runs in three games and, some of that was because their MVP candidates didn't hit, but neither did very many other people. And, you know, you've got, you know, they're going to look at the supporting cast and, and what you've got. And honestly, if you can add another superstar or two, uh, that's something you look at. Uh, there's, you know, I think everything's going to be on the table for the Dodgers this off season. And I think Andrew Friedman, I think he's smart enough to recognize what, this loss doesn't mean, but also uh, what it does mean. And, and they're going to do everything that they can to, to dig in and figure out how to avoid this again. And, you know, I will talk in the third second about Aaron Nola and, you know, maybe some other people like him who could fit that bill. Uh, but everything's going to be on the table for the Dodgers. And my main takeaway was he wants it. Friedman wants it just as bad as we do, uh, if not more. And, and they're going to figure it out. I hope. Uh, all I can do is hope at this point, you know, the Dodgers don't play again for another four, four months, uh, five months, something like that. And so until then, all I can do is hope they figure it out. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the idea of failure and how it just keeps getting attributed to mental things and whether that's accurate. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Not when you win your first bet. All you got to do is place a $5 bet. Boom, $200 in bonus bets. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially when I thank our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning, uh, and and then you're an everydayer. You can make a shirt if you want. I don't care. Uh, you can uh, also, Dodgers aren't playing anymore, but there's still baseball games on SiriusXM and the SXM app. Uh, just launch the app, search for NLCS or Bra uh, Phillies, not Braves. They didn't make it. Uh, you know, whatever you want, you know how to search. So search for that. You can also search for Locked on Dodgers if you want to listen to this podcast on the SXM app. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. 
If you are listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through any of the methods that I'll give you at the end of the episode. Um, so with when, when Andrew Friedman announced that there would be no uh, coaching changes, there were uh, there were some uh, there was some consternation, and and I'm trying to think what the right word is. Uh, I, I saw one tweet from Bill Plunkett uh, that basically said, how are they going to expect anything different if they're not making any changes? And I saw similar tweets from a lot of fans on social media, you know, oh, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. Oh, let's run it back. And it makes me wonder do people realize there's more to a team than the coaching staff? In fact, the most important part of the team is the players. And so Andrew Friedman didn't say we're bringing back the same 26 man roster next year. He said, we're bringing back the same coaches. And one of the recurring themes I've seen a lot of it, you know, we, we talked last week, we asked you all for your insights on whether Dave Roberts should be fired. And, and if so, what would you be expecting to improve on and who would be the replacement and how would that be an improvement? Uh, and uh, we've gotten one or two responses. Um, not very many uh, th that as far as people putting into words, not only it's easy to say fire Dave Roberts, it's harder to say here's why he should be fired and here's who would do a better job in this specific way. Uh, and, and I think that's why he's not going to be fired and he was never going to be fired. Um, but, uh, when we, when we talk about that, a lot of what I've seen on social media is he couldn't even get his team mentally prepared for a playoff game. How can he be a leader if he can't get them mentally prepared? And I just keep having this question in my mind, are all failures mental? Like is, how sure are we that the Dodgers lost the NLDS because they weren't mentally prepared? I'll go first. I'm 0% sure of that. I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure that's not the case, but I'm, I, I have absolutely no reason to believe it is the case. Um, because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of after the fact analysis and trying to read body language and read minds and, Oh, they just look demoralized. They're, they're not even into it. And I mean, if you were at Dodger stadium, when Bruce Dark Gratterall came out of the game, uh, and was, you know, pumping up the crowd. He wanted it. Uh, Gratterall wanted it. Maybe he was the only one. If you saw Freddie Freeman's interview after the Dodgers lost the series, he wanted it. Uh, and, you know, the fact is, every player on the field wants it, including the guys on the other team. And so baseball's not some, like, like if you're playing tic-tac-toe, as long as you don't screw up, it's impossible to lose. Like if you're good at tic-tac-toe, you can't lose. Every game you will either win if the other person screws up or it will end in a tie. Um, what do they call it? A cat's game? I, I haven't played a lot of tic-tac-toe since like fifth grade. But, uh, you know, that's tic-tac-toe. Baseball's not like that. Like imagine if both teams came into the game wanting it equally badly. They were both their managers both did exactly the same great job of firing up and they both really, really want it. 
the game, you know, they finally cancel the game after 300 innings of a tie game and just cancel the sport because it's meaningless because all you got to do is want it. No, wanting it isn't enough. And I, I don't even think not wanting it is enough to lose. The fact is like you can be, I think you could be pretty uh, lackadaisical and as long as you can hit a baseball, you'll be fine. Um, the fact is maybe these guys wanted it too much. May, may, if there was a mental side, maybe it was that. Maybe they put too much pressure on themselves. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't mental at all. Maybe it was. Mookie Betts was in a slump the last month of the season, and maybe that slump continued. Freddie Freeman was in a slump the last week or two of the season. Maybe that slump continued. Maybe it was just really bad timing for a slump. Maybe they were tired. Maybe Freddie Freeman needs to take more days off next year. I don't know. May, you know, There's all sorts of maybes, but a whole lot of people seem – like absolutely sure that the problem is that Dave Roberts didn't get them mentally prepared for this series. And I just, I need to see some evidence of that. Not, not at least a little bit. And the only evidence I've seen is like reading minds or reading body language or, you know, just, I, I do think in this and in a lot of different ways, baseball fans have a tendency to project themselves onto the players are rooting for. They, you know, they think, well, if I looked like that in the dugout, it would be because I was feeling this way. I was demoralized or whatever. Major League Baseball players are different than you and me just by definition. They made it to the big leagues, which means they're better athletes than we are. They're probably more mentally tough than we are. They can deal with failure better than we can, uh, at least in, in baseball. Um, you know, that doesn't mean they're better than me. They're better equipped to be major league baseball players than me. And what that means to me is that I can't with any confidence try to read their minds and, and they're, they're real people too. And I love those examples of, you know, I've talked about the time when I overheard Clayton Kershaw and AJ Ellis in the locker room in 2015 in spring training, uh, Kershaw's daughter, Callie had, no, was Callie? Uh, yeah, it would have been Callie had just been born. She was just a couple months old and they were talking about how are you getting from Arizona to LA? Are you going to drive or fly? And Kershaw's like, yeah, Ellen and I are trying to decide, would we rather do a six hour car ride with a, a newborn or a one hour plane ride? You know? And I'm like, I've had that same conversation with my wife. I love the things when they're, they're real people, but Clayton Kershaw is also not like me in a whole lot of ways. Like one of the best pitchers in baseball history, that, that sort of way. I was a good high school pitcher. Clayton Kershaw is a great major league pitcher. So, you know, the similarities end at uh, traveling with, with infants. And, and so I, I would just caution against trying to read people's minds. And, and so if we can accept that maybe the Dodgers didn't lose because of a lack of mental preparation, then there's no reason for a coaching change. Like the coaching staff got them, ha had a great season. Like, and, and this approach, if, if the Dodgers had won, if the, if Mookie and Freddie had both torn it up in the NLDS and then in the NLCS in the World Series, they win the World Series. The Dodgers have good good enough players to have won the World Series. They weren't the best team in baseball, but they could have. If, if things gone different, pitching gets better, offense is better, et cetera, et cetera, we would have been talking about how they put this team together the right way because it was a good blend of youth and veteran leadership. You know, Jason Hayward and Miguel Rojas bringing that that perspective, that veteran perspective, that that hunger to win that they needed. You know, 
that all these narratives that would have been written if the Dodgers had won the World Series this year, those don't go out the window just because they lost. If anything, it, it underscores how narratives are just narratives. They they rarely actually tell the truth. The narrative is, hey, here's a fun story to tell. You know, and, and we talked last week about in 2020, we think about that comeback against the Braves. And in hindsight, it feels inevitable. The Dodgers, that was a Dodgers season to win. You know, they dominated in the regular season, the shortened regular season. They played through the longest postseason in baseball history. All, all the games on the road after the first two games, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was destined for them. Well, as I'm recording this, uh, it was three years ago yesterday that Will Smith hit the home run off Will Smith. And if that home run doesn't get hit, if Will Smith gets under that ball and flies out to left, the Dodgers lose that game. They lose game five. They go down in five games and destiny didn't happen. And it's because one pitch happened. Little tiny things can, can change a game. We've talked about all the little tiny things that could have gone differently in 2022 and didn't, you know, and so narratives are just narratives. And the fact is Dave Roberts and the coaching staff seem to do a pretty good job of getting the most out of their players during the regular season. And, you know, maybe there's things they need to tweak in the postseason, um, but maybe it was just bad luck, just slumps at the wrong time. And, uh, and, and maybe it was a roster issue and maybe it's a combination of all these things. There's always room for improvement for everybody. But uh, I think Andrew Friedman's words basically were saying this wasn't Dave Roberts not getting his team ready. It was the team not performing on the field. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about one guy who could maybe help them perform on the field better, at least if his performance in this year's NLCS is any better. We'll talk about Aaron Nola. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs, shorts and pants. I like the shorts. They make you look good. They, khaki shorts are uncomfortable, not Bird Dogs. They created their own fabric that is comfortable. It looks nice. It looks like a nice khaki short, but it feels like you're wearing gym shorts. Uh, they they just look great. They feel great. They're uh, anti-sweat. Uh, they they anti-stink and sweat wicking and all that stuff. So you can go golfing in them and then go out to dinner afterwards and you'll still feel and smell nice and fresh. Uh, I, I've told you guys, my son loves his bird dogs. Bird dogs has sent us uh, several pairs of shorts and they all go straight to my son. He loves them. He's a 16 year old boy and, and he gets compliments on his shorts and uh, he loves the way they look, loves the way they feel. And he loves that he can wear them when I say dress up nice for your sister's graduation. And he puts on his bird dogs and a polo shirt. And I say, you look good, kid. So if you want to look good, you want to feel good, you need bird dogs. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We guarantee it. Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially our everydayers. Remember to check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball needs. Uh, you can check out this podcast there by searching for Locked On Dodgers on the SXM app, all that stuff. Uh, you can uh, be an everydayer. 
if you're not an everydayer, just watch or listen every weekday morning. Please tell your friends and family. Let's talk about Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola pitched for the Phillies on Tuesday night. Looked great. And he is going into free agency. And it's going to be an interesting uh, free agency. Because Nola had a pretty bad season. Not not terrible. Uh, but he had a 446 ERA. His FIP was 403, which was uh, tied for the highest of his career, basically. Uh, last year, it was 258. That's, you know, for point of reference. Uh, if you don't totally know what FIP is, FIP stands for Fielding Indep- Independent Pitching. It is an attempt to say what should his ERA have been based on the things that a pitcher can control. And that the idea is that the three things a pitch- pitcher can control are walks, strikeouts, and home runs those things that don't have anything to do with the defense. That's why I call it fielding independent. Take the defense out of the equation, and uh, and how did he do? And Nola's number, his FIP was higher this year because he had a career-high uh, home run rate, and he, his walk rate was quite a bit higher than last year, and his strikeout rate was down. Now, he, all, all of those numbers were still fairly good. The, the home run rate was a little bit high, um, and, and I think that's probably the main the main reason for the higher FIP. But Nola is still a pretty good pitcher. Uh, he's still a very good pitcher. And uh, the question is, will the Dodgers go after him in free agency? And, and this is where we start getting into Andrew Friedman's comments um, about what they're going to do to address their issues. I, I think about the Philly, the Phillies owner, what's his name, John Middleton, something like that, a couple years ago, talking about spending stupid money uh, and how he's willing to do that to win a World Series. Hasn't won a World Series yet. This team is very good, the Phillies team this year. They have a good chance to win the World Series. I think the Rangers are also a very good team. So it'll be an interesting World Series uh, for baseball fans, maybe not for uh, the networks who want good ratings. But, uh, you know, it, it. the Phillies have been willing to spend what they call stupid money. And the definition of stupid money is – uh, we are going to sign Bryce Harper and, and Trey Turner for a thousand years each, knowing that we're probably going to not be happy to be paying them at the end of the contract. But if they win us a World Series or two at the beginning of the contracts, it's worth it. And that's an approach the Dodgers have never really taken. Uh, I mean, under this under this regime, the Andrew Friedman uh, front office, and maybe they need to. I like when the Dodgers didn't sign Bryce Harper, the Dodgers offered Bryce Harper from what we know, they offered him more money per year than anybody else did. Uh, But the Phillies offered him more years and, and so a lot less per year, but a lot more years and more money overall. And the Dodgers valued that roster spot. And to be fair, if the Dodgers had signed Bryce Harper, they wouldn't have traded for Mookie Betts and Mookie Betts led the Dodgers to a world series title. And, uh, and that's important. The Dodgers won the 2020 World Series, and Mookie Betts was a big part of that. They wouldn't have had Mookie Betts if they had signed Bryce Harper. There, there's that. Um, but also, you know, there, there's the Dodgers might need to find a different balance of doing the smart business move versus, uh, you know, and they're valuing their roster flexibility and just going for it. And I don't know if Aaron Nola is the guy you go for it with. Um, maybe it's Yamamoto instead, maybe it's Otani, maybe it's those two guys. Um, but Aaron Nola, he, he's 30 years old. He's going to be 31 in June. 
Uh, he was born two days after I got my driver's license. Um, and you know, that's not young. It's not crazy old. And so, you know, if, if he's going for a six year contract, I can see the Dodgers doing that. You know, if he's looking for nine years, is Aaron Nola the guy you go to age 39 with? I don't know. I, um, is he enough of a difference maker to, to say, yeah, he's the guy we're going to throw everything out the window for, especially when they've already thrown things out the window for Mookie Betts. He signed forever. They went longer than the Braves were willing to with Freddie Freeman. Uh, you know, there's, there's things to consider. Aaron Nola could absolutely help the 2024 Dodgers. If, if the Dodgers can sign Aaron Nola, they will be a better team in 2024 with a better chance of winning the world series. He throws a lot of innings. He pitches well, you know, he's, uh, he's his lowest innings count in, in the last seven years, not counting the shortened season is 168 innings. Like he's qualified for the ERA title every year starting in 2017. Uh, he, he throws a lot of innings and he pitches well. Question is, what will it take contract wise to get him on the 2024 Dodgers and for how long, you know, and how long do you expect him to be good? Those are the things that the Dodgers front office will have to weigh for him, for Blake Snell, uh, for any of these free agents. Uh, how, how much stupid money are we willing to spend in order to go for it? And I don't know what the right answer is because you can go for it and still not win right now. There are two teams that for sure went for it, the Phillies and the Rangers. One of them, at least, is going to not win the World Series this year. Does that mean they were wrong to go for it? I don't think so. I believe what Tommy Lasorda said, that the best thing you can do in baseball is win the World Series, and the second best thing you can do is lose the World Series. If it's a Phillies-Rangers World Series, they both succeeded, in my mind, by going for it, even though only one of them will get the World Series title. The Dodgers lost two World Series in 2017 and 2018, and I, I viewed that as successful seasons. Not ultimately successful, but successful. Not everybody agrees with me on that. But if the Dodgers, like I think right now, the Dodgers would love to get to the World Series. I think they would love to lose the World Series next year. Not quite as much as they'd love to win the World Series, but after these two exits in the NLDS, I think they'd love to lose the World Series next year. And, uh, you know, and if you get to the World Series, sometimes you don't lose. Sometimes you win, as we've learned. Uh, so Aaron Nola, on the radar. I, I'm interested to see what they do and, you know, where his demands come down because he is coming off a lackluster year. He's in his 30s. So we'll see what he's looking for and if the Dodgers are willing to do it for him. That's going to do it for me for today. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, especially you everydayers. Uh, please tell your friends and family about the show. If you're not an everydayer, become one by watching or listening every weekday morning. Remember that you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Since91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and our DMs are open for both of us individually. You can also email us, lockedondodgers at gmail.com, or send us a voicemail or a text message at 323 863 LOCK 5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.